Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be The Lone Ranger. Original air date is October 21st, 1938, and the title is Children of the West. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
The boys and girls who traveled to the western United States with their mothers and fathers and grew up in the new territory heard many stories about the masked rider of the plains. And those stories have come down to us through the generations. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, he led the fight for justice on the frontier. In time, the fight was won, and the West was safe for honest men. But the masked man's deeds will never be forgotten. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Westwood! Silver's waiting in the train ahead! This evening, as our story opens, the Lone Ranger, disguised but without his mask, is talking with a middle-aged man a short distance from a covered wagon just outside the town of Westwood. Two children, a boy and a girl, watch them silently while Tonto waters the two great horses, Silver and Scott, at a nearby stream. They're fine-looking children, Dave. How old did you say they were? Well, stranger, John is going on ten, and Edith there is almost seven. And you've taken care of them ever since you discovered their mother dying? Yeah, poor young'un. From what I heard, their pa was a nester that got killed by cowpunchers. If I hadn't come on them when I did, they'd most likely have starved to death. That was three years back. Ain't that about it, Johnny? Yes, Mr. Clinton. Uh, that was an unselfish thing for you to do. Shucks, I ain't what you'd rightly call tender-hearted. Not by a mile, I ain't. But there's a heap of difference between letting a grown man look out for himself and making kids do the same. And you live in this covered wagon? <laughs> well, it's handy, mister. The three of us can camp close by town like this, pick up what odd jobs there is, and then when there's no more work to be had, just hitch up the horses and move along to somewhere else. And I reckon we'll be doing that same again before long. Jobs around here are beginning to thin out considerable. Too bad the children can't have a real home and a chance for an education. Stranger, that's what hurts most. I know you're doing your best, but your best ain't good enough. Hey, you young'un. You climb into the wagon and get to sleep. It's past your bedtime already. We ain't tired, Mr. Clinton. Now, I savvy what's good for you better than you do. <laughs> you just run right along. All right. Good night, stranger. Good night, Johnny. Good night, Edith. Good night. Well, looks like your engine part's got your horses watered already. Yes. Have the horses rested enough, Tonto? Well, it's been mighty good to meet you folks. What did you say your name was? Riders are coming this way. Well, what did anybody be coming out here this time of night for? Who's there? It's me, Dave. Oh, it's the sheriff. Two men with him. Oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. Evening, sheriff. Who's with you? Oh, it's Ben Silas with you, huh? Uh-huh. Where's Johnny and the girl? Just send them to bed. Why? Don't be asking questions, Dave. Get them out here and we'll ask the questions. Say, what's this all about, sheriff? What's Ben mean by that kind of talk? Mm, who's a stranger in the Redskins? We just stopped here to water our horses, Sheriff. You ain't explained nothing yet. It's them blasted kids of yours. That's... Ben, let the Sheriff handle this. Silas, don't you be telling me what to do. Ben, keep your full mouth shut. Dave, you understand this ain't business I like to do. Well, there's been a heap of talk in town about Johnny and Edith lately, and some of the folks think... Me, that... for one. Dad, rat you, Ben. Go right ahead, Sheriff. Well, your kids helped out to the Simmons place, didn't they? They did. And didn't they do some chores for the winter coming for a couple of days? Yeah. And for Bill Kent and out to the Stevens place? Get to the point. I'll get to the point if the sheriff won't. Every one of them places had something stole from us. 
But there wasn't never anything found missing until after the kids was there. Ben, now you I'm downright sorry, Dave. But it ain't just Ben that's saying them things. It's most everybody in Westwood. The man that'd say them young uns stole is a low-down, ornery skunk. And I never figured you'd talk like that, Silas. Shucks, Dave, I don't hold with that talk at all. Why, Johnny and Edith are parts of mine. Uh, Dave, maybe you'd better have the kids come out here for some questioning. They'll stay right where they are. And as for you, Ben, and you, Sheriff... You can get back in your saddles and head for town pronto while you're still all in one piece. Why, you... I told you this was a fool's stunt to pull, Sheriff. You want some advice, Dave? Maybe. If you do, I'd suggest that you pull stakes and get out of this part of the country. I ain't got no real evidence against the young'uns. But if anything more is stolen and is stole from some place they worked, then I ain't answering for what might happen. Just a second. Dave, I told the Sheriff, and I told Ben, and I told everybody else in town that I figured John and Edith wasn't to blame. Now, I want to do something to prove I got faith in him. Yeah? You loco idiot. You stay out of my affairs, Ben. We we don't want no charity, Silas. Shucks, I don't mean that. You see, Becky's getting ready for a spell of house cleaning. She thought the girl and boy would be real handy for errands and such. Well. Anyhow, you ain't going to clear out right when folks are accusing them of things, are you? That'd make it look at the worst for them. Then doggone it, it's agreed. I'll send them over tomorrow. And we'd be glad to have them. Come on, Sheriff. Let's get back to town. Ready, Ben? I'm ready. But by thunder, Sheriff, if I was wearing your badge, I'd make Dave take those little thieves out of here. Why, no fighting, Dave. And as for your staying on, well, maybe it's all right. But somehow I can't see nothing but trouble ahead. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Go on. I'd like to get my hands on the skunks as part of that talk. I'd like... Huh? Oh, I clean forgot about you and the engine being here. Tell me something. Has Ben ever had anything stolen from him? Him? Why, that polecat ain't got nothing worth the stealing. Why'd you ask that? Yeah. Never mind. You may learn later. Come on, Tonto. Time we found a place to camp. Me, me ready. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Several days went by. No other thefts had been reported, but Ben Nugent stubbornly demanded that the sheriff order Dave and the children from the district. We see the two men in the sheriff's office. I tell you, Sheriff, the sooner you get rid of them, the better. What makes you so stubborn about it, Ben? Because I ain't got no use for Dave, that's why. You sure made it plain enough. I didn't like him when he come here. I don't like him now, and I never will like him. He's a crook, that's what he is. And if it wasn't him that put them young'uns up to stealing the cash and the other things that are missing, then I'm a Comanche. Silas and Becky think them kids are just about right. Silas is better off than anybody else around these parts, and he's plumb careless with his cash. He leaves a lane all around the house of his. Well? But it's four days now since Johnny Needle started doing chores for him, and there ain't been a penny missing. But there will be. You mark my words. Seem mighty certain. They've been laying low because they savvy we suspicion them. But they won't let Silas's cash get away from them. Dave will see to that. You ain't got no cash. The whole blasted colony could be thick with crooks like kicks on a sheep. But you couldn't lose nothing. So why get so blame head up about it? I ain't saying nothing other folks ain't saying. Well, you're just as much... Sheriff. Huh? Oh, howdy, Jim. Now, why do you have to bust in here like that? Next time I get me a deputy, he's going to this is important, Sheriff. Something happened? Silas has been robbed. No. There. What did I tell you, Sheriff? Just like I said it happened. There was $500 stolen. Silas has fit to be tied. Who stole it? Now, there's a fool question for you. Who do you suppose stole it? Them kids, of course. I was asking Jim. Well, speak up. I don't know. 
But it sure looks like either Johnny or the girl or both of them together must have done it. Well, we'll settle this thing right now. Is my horse outside? Uh-huh. We're riding to Silas's place. Come along, Ben. No. I told you what would happen. Now it's your job to do something about it. And maybe next time you'll listen a little closer when I tell you how to handle your work. Ah. Jim got right out here as fast as we could, Silas. Well, now, Sheriff, that's mighty nice of you. Jim says you've had $500 stole off you. That's right. Hard cash or folding money? Folding money, Sheriff. Five $100 bills. And I had them tucked away in that desk over there. And you've looked all through it? Well, where I ain't looked, Becky has. Ain't that so, Becky? The money just ain't in the house, sir. Nana, I can tell you where it is. Those kids around? Johnny, Edith. There's nothing to be afraid of, children. She just aim to ask you some questions. The, the sheriff. Yes, the sheriff. Now, look here, you two young'uns. Where's that money? What have you done with it? Speak up now. Don't try to lie out of anything. <laughs> shame on you, sheriff. You're scaring them half to death. Well, I'm trying Johnny, the sheriff's got a fool notion that maybe you or your sister might have had some idea where my 500's gone to. We don't know anything about it. Do you know what it means to steal cash, young'un? That'll be enough of that, Sheriff. But, Dad, right at Silas, these kids gotta know where that cash is. It just don't make sense if they don't. They do chores for Winter Cummins, for the Stevens, for the Simmons, for Bill Kent. All of them folks lose cash right afterwards. Yes, but they... And now they come here to work for you, and they ain't been in the house more than four days, and your cash is gone. Doggone it, Silas! Who do you figure stole it if they didn't? Edith, are you my friend? Uh-huh. And you, Johnny? You bet, Mr. Carver. <laughs> there now, Sheriff. If you don't know it already, I reckon that'll show you that friends don't ever steal from you. Man's sake, Sheriff. Seems to me you could find somebody better than a couple of innocent children to yell at. Silas, how a trusted old fool like you ever made as much cash as you did is more than I can figure. Go in the house. What's that? Keep right on going, Ben. Let me go. Let me go, I tell you. You ain't got nothing on me. Well, yes, what man. in blazes is this? Search this man. Don't listen to him. He's a mask man. He's a crook. Don't believe a word he says. Put that gun down. I, I said just... search this man. You better do like the mask hombre says, Sheriff. But I, I think can... you'll find something that'll interest you. Well, I stand still, Ben. There ain't nothing in this pocket. I don't see Keep what... on looking. Stay out of that pocket. Get away, do you hear me? By golly, maybe the masked man's <laughs> onto something. Quit squirming around, doggone you. Well, I'll be... What is it, Sheriff? Wait till I get a look. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope. Hold it, money. One hundred dollar bill. Five of them. Never mind. Give me those back. Yours. Now, where will you get five hundred dollars all to once? I, I saved it up, Sheriff. Honest, I did. You never saved ten dollars in your whole life. You never earned no cash during the day as long as you live that you didn't have it all spent before the next morning. That ain't so, I tell you. I see it. It was you stirring up all the town folks again, the young'uns. It was you accused them of stealing. But all the time, it was you that was really getting the cash. You was blamed clever. You found out where the young'uns were, and then you stole from them places, so the blame would be put on them. No, no. Well, now you're going to jail. You ain't got no evidence against me. <laughs> what would you call these greenbacks if they ain't evidence? Is there any way Silas can identify them as being the ones he lost? Is there, Silas? Well, I don't know. They're all $100 bills, ain't they? Them ain't the only bills that size was ever printed. Why should I know their evidence? All right, Sheriff. Put me in jail. Lock me up. 
Who'll be the judge gets here? I'll do just that. Then when he sees the proof you got, he'll throw your case out of court. You won't. Sheriff. Ben's right. The money by itself isn't enough evidence. There's no way of proving that those bills were exactly the same bills that were stolen from Silas. But but it was you that brought Ben here, and now you... Listen to me, Sheriff. Put Ben in jail. Hold him there safely. And I promise you that by the time the judge reaches town, you'll have all the evidence you need. But don't let Ben get away. Hold on, wait, I got... There. Even the mask fell admitted you didn't have no proof. Well, maybe I ain't. But the mask feller also said to jail you. And that's what I'm going to do even if the judge sets you loose again five minutes after. Oh, The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next scenes, please permit us to pause for just a moment. Now to continue our story. When Ben Nugent was thrown in jail, the townspeople, indignant that he should have let the children be blamed for his crime, gathered in and around the cafe. The feeling against Ben ran high. Fellas, it's bad enough to be a crook. It's worse to be the kind of a crook that speaks in folks' houses to steal. But I say the worst kind of crook of all is one that lets children take the blame for what he done. <laughs> what I say is this. Why let the low-down coyote go to court when even the sheriff says it's likely he'll get off? Every blamed one of us knows Ben's guilty. Let's handle this thing ourselves and save the county the expense of a trial. We all lynch the poor cat. Blaming his people on youngins. Let's all go down to the jail. If the sheriff tries to stop us, we'll bust in the jail for us. Come on. I've got to talk to you. I'll be right with you. What? Oh, you're a Listen to me. I, I've heard that voice before. I talked to you just a few days ago, Dave. It was at night. There was an Indian with me. That's when I heard you. But that mask. Never mind that. We've got to act quick. Huh? The people in town are getting ready to lynch Ben. They're gathering now. If we don't hurry, they'll drag him from the jail and hang him. He ought to be hung. They're doing it because they're afraid the court won't. What difference does that make? The court can't hang Ben. 
Because there isn't enough evidence against him. To blazes with the court. That skunk tried to frame Johnny and Edith. He deserves anything he gets and a heap more besides. But you're forgetting something, Dave. Yeah, what? There are still a few people in town who think that perhaps Ben isn't guilty. There's still talk that the children might have had something to do with the robbery. Any man says that lies. I know that as well as you. But after Ben's hung, what do you think will happen? What are you getting at? People are going to talk after this affair's over. They're going to wonder if justice was actually done. People are always ashamed of themselves after they've done something in anger. But I don't see Then the reaction is going to swing opinion the other way. You'll find that Ben's lynching won't save Johnny and Edith from suspicion. There's nothing can be done to help that now. But there is. Huh? If real proof could be found to pin the guilt on Ben, then a lynching wouldn't be necessary. Then the people could be sure of a conviction in court. Yeah, I see that all right. But the most important thing is real proof would clear the children once and for all. There'd be no danger of suspicion later. It's mighty easy to talk about getting proof, but how's it going to be done? Money makes poor evidence. But there were other things stolen. Bracelets, rings, necklaces. Yeah. Things that could be identified. Go on. Ben didn't spend any money. I found out that he hasn't been out of town long enough to have sold any of those other articles. You mean... I mean that those things must be hidden somewhere. But where? I think I know. I'll tell you where to look. But I've got to get back to see that that lynching isn't carried out. For the sake of the children, we've got to prevent that hanging. Over there. Well, he should have been back by now. If anything's gone wrong, 
There he is. Ah, there. Did you find it? Oh, oh, over there. Did you look where I told you? Mister, I did, and I didn't find a thing. You didn't? No, not where you told me. But I kept on looking. And just lay your eyes on this. A ring. And that ain't all. Here's some other stuff. Just what we need. Tenny Silver. You ain't going to try and argue with that mob, are you? That's just what I'm going to do. Come on. to get loose from these ropes. If we don't, they'll lynch Ben just as sure as you're born. Sheriff, I've been trying for the last ten minutes to get loose, but it can't be done. Gosh, have they hung him already? Is that some of them coming back? I don't know. They rode off in that other direction. Hey, that's Silas and the Redskins. You sure? You bet I am. Silas! Hey, Silas! Over here! We're coming! Hurry, bless you! Untie us, won't you? Uh, make a cut rope. Sheriff, when did they leave us then? Near 15 minutes ago. Redskin, get me loose. Now you all right. There's never been a lynching in my county since I've been sheriff. And if I can help it, there ain't going to be one now. You loose, Jim? And right to go. Get the saddle, Sheriff. I'm right with you. Get him up. Get out. Get up there. Get up there. Just in time, Dave. They sure look set for business. Hold on, man! Out of our way! Watch out for the horses! We're coming, man! Oh, it's coming, man! Wait, man! Dave, here is something to show you. What is it, Dave? Men, the masked fellow here showed me that if Johnny and Edith was to be cleared for good, there had to be some real evidence against Ben. We know Ben's guilty. We don't need any more evidence. What I wanted was evidence that would stand up in court. Evidence will make it impossible to ever suspicion the young'uns again. Well, what about it? You got any evidence like that? I have, and here it is. Where'd you get them things, Dave? Say, that's the ring we stole from the winter, I'll bet. Tell us where you found them. Wait! There comes the sheriff in silence! There's a redskin with him! Silence, Thunder, I bet he let him loose! Howdy, Silence! Dave was just showing some real evidence against Ben. Me and Tonto can tell you just where Dave got that evidence. Where was that? In Ben's shack? No. Dave had it hid down by the stream where he's got his wagon. Oh, you're loco. I never did no such thing. The game's up, Dave. But what? Who you, you stole the cash and jewelry that's been taken in town. And you used the children to help you. It's a lie. What was that about the young'uns? Dave used them, but they aren't guilty. Well, how could that be? Dave was clever. He let the children work in the different homes in town. Then when they returned, he questioned them about what they had seen. They were too young to realize the purpose of his questions. Without realizing what they were doing, they often told them where valuables were hidden. You can't prove that. I suspected you from the first, Dave. You'd cared for the children. You'd have made a home for them. You wouldn't have taken them around the country, making them earn their own way. You still ain't got nothing on me. Those were just the things that made me suspect you. Then I went to Ben and Silas and arranged the trap. Everything that happened, including Ben's arrest, was to keep you from realizing that you were under suspicion. And to get you to provide evidence against yourself. But wait! You've probably gone from town to town working the same trick. I think if the sheriff sends out some letters, he can determine that. You had to keep the children above suspicion. When I reminded you of that, you realized it too. And I suggested getting real evidence to use against Ben. But, but I found it in his place. Tonto and Silas trailed you. 
And they can testify you didn't. You got it from a hiding place close to your wagon. Then uh, Ben took all that risk so the real crook could be caught? He did. But he knew I'd rescue him if our plan failed. But we came here to lynch Ben. But now I say we ought to string Dave on set. Wait! Listen to me. Don't lynch Dave. There's plenty of evidence to convict him in court. Your only justification for attempting to hang Ben is that you felt he might escape conviction, even though you thought he was guilty. Use the courts. Don't take the law into your own hands. I promise you that Dave won't escape the penalty for his crime. I reckon you're right, friend. Now, there's one thing more. I've already talked this over with Silas. Johnny and Edith are fine children. Their parents are dead, and they've been unfortunate. Anything you want to suggest is good enough for us, stranger. Silas and his wife have no children, but they've money and a good home. They want to adopt the children and give them the chance they deserve. That's a swell idea. Good for you, Silas. Thank you, men. And as for me and Ben, we done our part. But from first to last, we was doing just what we was told to do by the Lone Ranger. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com and we hope you enjoyed please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. 
and send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution non-commercial share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and thanks for listening.